everyone. Hi, everyone. We, <laughs> we have like updated stuff today. So we like sound we do. like professional now because we have our mics. Yeah. Well, I've had this mic for a while. This is Ryan's old one. So when he got the really cool fancy one, I got his old, um, not as fancy one. I also have like the same webcam. Um, eventually I'll get um, all the fancy stuff, but I think I'm like lowest on the totem pole for cool stuff. Well, I, I mean, you've been sounding better than I have been sounding, at least, for the last, I don't know how many episodes, so... Well, it's only because of this guy. Now we can be even. It's about time. And people can I know. hear us, and we sound like we're a legit podcast, and it's professional. But anyway. Yeah, I wonder what it's... I, like, I haven't ever gone back and listened to like our first couple episodes, where I had to lock myself in the guest room. Oh, yeah. Just to be away from Ryan, because Ryan was also on it. And the no, the one where I broke a chair was like actually relatively recently. I was just so. gonna like reference that one where you like there was that one part in one <laughs> of our episodes where you had to like go find a room to plug your computer in, yep. and then you sat on that chair and it broke. Mm-hmm. And I kicked the table off the wall. Actually, that's Jake's room now. Wow, that's all right. Yeah, everything's come full I was circle just now. Say full I don't circle. think he's kicked that thing off the wall yet, but. No, it's yes. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, it's kicked it off the wall. It's um, it's like impossible to make it. It's it's a long story, but it's it's not a very expensive like table, and it hangs on the wall instead of as like a actual side table. And if you bump it wrong once, like the arm comes out of it, and then the whole like table just falls. So, um, wow. Yeah, it's just not like the space isn't large enough to have like an actual table. So, hey guys, this is my house and the struggles that we face in trying to fit four human beings in a house that probably shouldn't have four human beings in it. You're making it happen, though. Um, We were also talking about the Christmas party, and, like, last year we allowed everybody to sleep at the house, and this year there's, like, there's there's nowhere to put people. And, I mean, my first idea was the RV that everybody shot down, and now I just said if everyone brings a tent, they can sleep in the backyard. Yeah, because it's, It's it's not like you guys get, like, snow or anything. You just so no. That's so it's nice. like the best time of year in Florida to camp is winter, because the only thing you only get like cold air. There's no wet, yeah, or anything. It doesn't rain in the winter time for us. Be very that's nice. like totally ideal. Yeah. We couldn't. And I looked up at like a really nice, um, like Amazon Basics tent, and it was like two hundred dollars. I was like, yeah. I mean, you would have spent two hundred dollars on a hotel room anyway, so. Now, this is a hotel room that you can keep and oh, travel with you wherever. Have you ever I seen, mean, like, well, that um, was the end of my diatribe. Like, they have, like, places in Michigan where, like, it's legit glamping and, like, it's, like... Yeah, and it looks like a dome. It looks like a dome. It's on, like, a platform. Like a dome? Yeah. You're not even on the ground. Mm-mm. When we were looking at venues, wedding venues in Tennessee, um, they had an option for, like, one of the mountain retreats. They had, like, an option to have your whole family stay in like that, the, they were like little like triangle huts yeah. that were off the ground like that, and it's like this is our like budget style accommodations. And I was like, oh, that's so much cooler. My family would be all for staying in like the like basically like teepees, wooden teepees. That would be fun. I feel like that's different uh, compared to like a traditional wedding. Plus, anyone coming to our wedding is we have like ten guests. So whenever that happens, whenever we get married, it may not be ever. So <sighs> ready, you'll get married. Hold tight. We'll get there. Okay, so right. maybe we should actually get into the podcast today. 
Are you laughing at me? No. Oh. Well. He's not laughing at me. Um, so if you guys follow us on Instagram, which if you don't, you should. Um, so Jimmy and I had posted, we created like a infographic, I think is the right term that we use for it. Um, mm-hmm. Going over protein and why it's essential and why we need it in our diet and different forms of protein. Um, because obviously not everyone is a fan of meat as their protein source. Uh, we have our vegans and our vegetarians out there. Um, so we decided that we would take these little infographics that we've created because I got a lot of good feedback. Um, when I posted it on my Instagram, I had a lot of people like saving it and saying that they found it useful. So we decided that we were going to make um, actual episodes on the podcast breaking down these infographics. So for today, we're going to start with elaborating. Elaborating. Yes. Um, that's a better word. Um, so today we're going to start with protein and then following episodes, we will go into carbs and fats and so on and so forth. Um, and yeah, so I guess we'll just kind of get right into it. Unless Jimmy, do you have anything to add? No, I mean, we can also talk about some of the struggles that, um, I don't know, when I first started dieting or like focusing on nutrition, like I had a very hard time consuming protein. Mm -hmm. Uh, not that I didn't like meat. I just like didn't know where to put it. So like building meals around protein and kind of like tips and tricks at the end. Yeah, I think that's... Things that we found that are very helpful for us. Yeah, um, we can go into that. I know we kind of talked about putting that at the end of the podcast um, because I do think the reason... I I think that everyone kind of just struggles with getting protein in their diet and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that um, when you eat out or just foods in general today are very low in protein. You almost have to go like seek Mm -hmm. it out and make sure that you're getting it into your diet. Because if you were to go out to a restaurant or if you stop somewhere to get something quick on the go and it even though it says like oh it's a high protein snack or a high protein meal usually the carb and fat ratio are a lot higher than what the actual protein is in that specific um, food item so i think it's almost like to go out and have to like really put an effort into getting protein in the diet a lot of people don't like to do that or that's just kind of something that they don't really think about or consider um so I think this is good to kind of go over why protein is essential and maybe that will give some uh, motivation to really put the effort in so you do get protein in the diet. Start thinking about it more mm-hmm. or start focusing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to start off by giving like a basic breakdown on what protein is. Oh, I also just tried to freeze my computer. Sorry, guys. Momentary disruption. It gave me that weird circle. Um, if you guys didn't know, protein is 14 calories per gram. It accounts for, should account for most of the calories that you get in your day uh, versus carbs and fat. Um, if we wanted to get... Oh, no. Why would you do that? We have lost Jimmy to her dog. So He just came and barfed by my desk. Oh, no. This is the fucking worst. Okay, well, I don't have to stand up anytime soon, so it's good. Um, if you wanted to get very specific, um, proteins are made up of amino acids. There are a lot of amino acids that are non-essential. 
Um, non-essential just means that we cannot make them in our body. So we have to get them from our diet. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It is the other way around. It's essential amino acids have to come from our diet. Non-essential amino acids do not have to come from our diet. Um, all of the best sources for essential amino acids are animal proteins like meat, eggs, and poultry. Um, when you eat the protein, it's also broken down into the amino acids, which are then used to help your body with various processes, such as building muscle and regulating immune functions. Therefore, making them very important. I think that's one um, thing that people don't realize. Um, it's helpful to understand, like, what actually like how the protein gets broken down so protein gets broken down into amino acids and amino acids are basically um what's the term that they use in like nu the nutrition world it's like the amino acids are the building blocks to life or something along those lines um yeah and there is a lot of truth behind that because amino acids just like how carbs are known for being the main fuel source for the body amino acids are for how cells function and that goes across like the whole like every cell that you can think of our cells function throughout different various parts of our body so our digestion our immune system our um like muscular system yeah skeletal system how our muscles repair themselves after a workout all these things comes from the cells functioning and doing what they need to do so these mechanisms can happen and that the way our cells can function is because we have amino acids if that makes sense okay i just wanted to throw that in there we're getting the yeah that was our basic um nutrition 101 breakdown of protein um also um a lot of people don't know what amino acids are by the word because of bcaa's and I think that's like everyone's only relation to that term. And BCAAs are those powdered amino acids that people put in their water. Um, I don't really know how you feel about BCAAs, but uh, if you take them or not. But if you're getting enough protein in your diet, they're kind of unnecessary. They're also very expensive. Um, and if it is just a tool to drink more water, because sometimes they are very tasty, mm -hmm. uh, you can save yourself a lot of money and, um, like thought process by just switching to something like crystal light. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, part of me thinks that like the whole certain supplements, I mean, we have a whole episode on this. Um, about like certain mm -hmm. supplements that we've purchased and like we've never used again and whatnot. And for me personally, BCAAs are one of those supplements where it's like time and time again, I think as I've gotten more educated with nutrition, I kind of realized like how much money I wasted back in the day when I was first getting into lifting. And I thought that I needed BCAAs. I needed um, pre-workout, post-workout, like all these different supplements. Um, but like you said, Jimmy, it's if you are getting enough protein in your diet, then um, you you don't really necessarily need the BCAAs. Now, I have heard that um, the different sources of protein will provide, they get broken down differently in the body and provide a different 
um, like amount of amino acids, if that makes sense. So like your uh, whey yeah. protein powder has like the least amount of like conversion to amino acids compared to like a chicken breast or to eggs. Um, so there's also that that has to be taken into account because if you are getting all your protein from just drinking shakes all day, maybe your schedule's really busy so you don't have time to actually cook meat and do it that way. Um, so all of your protein sources are coming from protein bars, protein shakes. Then maybe some type of supplementation of like an amino acid might be helpful. Um, but I think that that's per individual and you have to look at like the diet itself and what type of protein sources um, you're consuming um, because protein also has pretty... the highest um, thermic effect of food. And I think that comes from when you're actually eating like meat itself. So what that means is when you are eating it and it's breaking down in the body, it's actually costing calories to break that food down or that protein down um, compared to if you were having a carb or a fat. So the term that they use or we use, I guess, in the health industry is a complete protein mm -hmm. where it has the most amino acids versus when you're saying it has a low conversion rate, like with whey protein and protein powders and such. Um, I think that the ideal source of protein would be considered a complete protein. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to contain all nine essential amino acids necessary in the human diet. Um, and again, if you're getting all of your protein from whole protein sources, you shouldn't have to supplement with anything right. at all. Um, protein powders are also very helpful. I kind of like split the line because my body doesn't tolerate protein powders very well. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are a super, super busy human being and you have a very hard time fitting whole like meals into your daily life, um, it's not a horribly terrible thing to supplement with a protein powder. There are protein powders out there right. that are very calorically heavy, like those mass gainer ones. They have a bunch of carbs and a bunch of fats in them to do exactly what they are saying they do. Um, also, there are different types of protein out there, like vegan protein, pea protein, soy protein, and women should kind of be mindful about soy proteins yeah, um, because of phytoestrogens. And I don't really know how much bearing that has on your hormones because it's a phytoestrogen, but I've always been I've been, warned about I've those. still been like mindful of it. Just because mm -hmm. I feel like there's so no, much drinking, like soy protein is such a, it's almost like it's this common protein source now. Like if you think like you can go out and you can get soy milk at like coffee places, there's soy in like literally everything that you can think of. So it's like we're already getting a, probably I would say a decent amount of soy if you're not someone that's mindful of checking ingredient labels. Um, so I've always been mindful of not... Overeating, overeating over it, or overconsuming it, or just being more mindful when I am out to eat, or if I am getting something just to try to get something that says it's soy free. Um, there was something I was gonna say, but that kind of brings us to how much protein you should be eating based on the person that you are. Um, it should be body weight times one, or there's like another. There's a kilo conversion, but kilos are hard to convert for. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I went strictly off of my body weight, it'd be like around like 125. 
Um, I try to shoot for over that just so that if I'm, this is going to sound insane, but if I shoot for way over and I'm under on the day, at least I'm at yep. where I need to be. Yep. If that makes sense. That's what I do. Um, and hey, keep your goals real high. And um, do I always get to that goal? Absolutely not. But I try very hard out of all of the macros that are out there, all four of them. Um, protein to me is the most important one to hit throughout the whole day. And carbs and fats can go either way. Um, if I don't think that there's anyone out here who is listening to this, but if there is, who doesn't know necessarily where, like which foods protein comes from, that would be like your chicken, fish, beef, eggs, milk, cheese, yogurt, dairy products, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, people who are not tolerant of dairy, um, obviously should steer clear of things that are lactose-based protein items, like cheese and milk. Um, I think there are some, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, no, I think that <laughs> when it comes to, um, like picking out your different protein sources, you, I don't know, you'd be surprised how many people still think that like nuts have a decent source of protein when it's all fat, like Mm-hmm. And peanut butter, yes, there's protein in peanut butter, but there's also carbs in peanut butter because there's also sugar in peanut butter, and there's also quite a bit of there's fat. There's a ton of fat. Yes, it's all fat. Um, you have to understand how to like weigh the balance between the two things. Chicken thighs are another like one where people are like, "Well, most of my dinners are chicken thighs." Okay, well that's got there's a lot more fat, a good amount of protein in yes. it. But they all you got to do is switch over to like chicken breast, and you'll be and more protein than less fat or like um York strip steak versus like a top sirloin yep. type thing. Yeah. Like so there's definitely um is misconception the right word? Misconceptions mm-hmm. for what misconceptions are great. Or a myth. Okay. Yeah. We did we did uh fitness and nutrition myths a little while back, but I think peanut butter was our yeah myth we did we did that and we myth. did not we talked about nuts too like mixed nuts because i like handful of almonds yeah because people like snack in on nuts thinking they're getting protein in but it's majority of fat um and if those that don't know i mean when we get into fat we'll talk a little bit about it more but fat has more calories per gram compared to your um carbs and protein so you're actually consuming a lot more calories than you would think um but yeah so that was something that I'm trying to remember exactly what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> it's okay. This is how this podcast works. 100%. We'll eventually round back to that thought. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did want to talk about when it comes to protein is like properly building a meal, mm-hmm. um, choosing a lean protein source first. Um, I don't know if it's because I've been doing it for as long as I've been doing it, but I don't ever think about dinner and go, all right, we're going to have mashed potatoes and then figure out, like, what protein we're going to have. Um, but I know that's kind of how a lot of people's brains work. They want to, like, think about, like, the cool part of their meal. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to start thinking about the protein as the cool part of the meal. Yeah. Um, especially if you are someone who struggles with getting protein in for the day, which is, like, I still struggle with that, even after doing this for as long as I've been doing it. Yeah. Um, and I struggled even more in the beginning. But it did help me to start thinking of, like, when I sat down, 
at the beginning of the week and I was like, okay, like what am I going to eat for all this week? And you think about your protein sources first for all however many meals, four or five meals most people have. You think about, okay, well, like my first items are probably going to be eggs because everybody likes eggs for breakfast and then tuna fish for lunch. And I have a snack. So whatever my snack is going to be like cheese stick or yogurt. Um, then dinner being like a chicken or a beef of some sort or a fish. Um, one that helps you build like a good grocery list because a lot of times we get caught up in the grocery store, you know, like looking at crackers and things that aren't necessarily – um, yeah. And there aren't, and like I hate to say this, but there aren't really easy protein sources to just pick up Mm-mm. and go. A lot of them do take some thought as much as I would wish that there was like a magic, like like protein bars again, like we talked about it. Those are good in a pinch and good for a snack. But if we're thinking about complete proteins and like all of the things that we need in our body to make ourselves healthy – um, you need to think about like actual physical meals, like a, unfortunately, like a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And there aren't, as much as we can make things convenient for ourselves, there is going to have to be at some point some work on the front end. Yeah. Like preparing for the week. And like, I don't like the term meal prepping. And we talked about this the other day when it's like, people always think that they have to stand in front of their oven and like watch their food cook. And they use that as an excuse to like, not do it because they think that they it's very time consuming and it's not uber time consuming but it does take some effort but if you're already taking the step to becoming like a healthier person Mm -hmm. you should be well willing to put in some of the time Mm -hmm. um so like preparing your food um is going to save you from getting stuck in the position where you're like well i didn't pack any of my food i don't have anything that's of nutritional value, I might as well go to the gas station and get a bag of nuts. And that's my protein. Yeah, like it people... It says there's protein on the front of it. Right. Like, when people don't take the time to... Oh, and I've fallen into this trap, too. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, but there's still phases of life where schedule gets a little too hectic and crazy. So you default back to grabbing something easy and quick to go but it helps when you have a better understanding of what foods have more protein in them what foods don't because then when you are in that really like in that moment of time where it's like okay i have to make a choice right now i can't prep food but i still need to get my protein in what can i go to that's like going to be easiest that's not just a handful of nuts or a protein bar at the gas station that says it has 16 grams of protein on it but it really has like Like 50 grams of carbs (laughs) um and different things like that so i don't really mean to hate on luna bars but i mean don't get me wrong man my first one they're good they taste freaking phenomenal Mm -hmm. but if you're looking for protein that is not the first option that i would recommend one Mm -hmm. to go to um okay so jimmy why don't we give our favorite like high protein snacks. Oh, I was snacks. just thinking about this. Huh? Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna go gas station snacks. Yeah. Okay. Favorite gas station. <laughs> I'm taking this as gas station snacks. That's fine. Most gas stations have hard boiled eggs, and I will never forget. Like, 
how often I'm to the point where I was like made fun of by the same cashier. Like when I was like really hardcore dieting, I would go into the gas station across the street from my job and I would get a bag of pretzels and four hard boiled eggs and a huge thing of water. And every single day the guy was like, is this like your dinner? Like, is this your like permanent dinner? This is all you eat? And I'm like, no, it's like just the only snack that I can like grab and go and eat while I'm standing up and coaching because pretzels, this is not a protein snack, but pretzels are kind of like a nice simple carb. They're like one of those like carbs that don't involve a lot of fat or they almost have no fat to them. Um, And they just, I don't know. My stomach's very sensitive. So they're like very easy on my stomach and same with eggs. And I just kind of pull the the yolk out of the eggs. Um, Depending on the gas station, um, some gas stations have really good selection of protein um, shakes. I can only drink the Fairlife protein shakes because they are lactose free. Um, But those ones have a decent amount of protein protein free. It's like 40 grams. The core power ones have 42 grams in them. So for me, I also, the core power ones just taste a little bit different to me. They're like more like a dark chocolate. Um, Not every gas station has that. Um, If I'm really, really stuck in like a pinch, um, I'll eat why can't beef jerky? Yeah. That's like our car ride snack. So like whenever we go on like a lar- long car ride, um, we get like a bunch of beef jerky and like uh, Gatorade is another thing that like whole calorie Gatorade um, that I kind of use a lot just as um, a simple way to get carbs in without running into the whole like I can get a, I don't know, what's like a high carb, high fat thing, like a chocolate bar or something which got a lot of carbs in it or I used to like – there was a big phase in bodybuilding where people would eat um, like Sour Patch Kids before yeah. workouts. Yeah. Um, that's technically a simple carb. Like it's like a fast-burning like just sugar. I don't know. But I just never found that to be an effective like snack. I don't know. Those are my gas station snacks. But unless they have like um, – Wawa is really good. I don't know if you guys have Wawa's where you are. Um, it's, like a, so. it's like a really high-end – gas station that like makes sandwiches and stuff in it hmm. so you can always just get a sandwich from wawa and they're like food's actually really good um not they're like they have like pasta that you can buy too i wouldn't recommend that in meatballs but yeah. um salad they just have like regular sandwiches and as long as you're smart with your sandwiches double turkey and yeah. wheat bread and you're like kind of good to go um that's the only thing that's open after lexi and i get off of work at 3 a.m. because it's open 24 hours. So we are big Wawa sandwich dinner people. Well, Interesting, yeah. I don't know what meal you can consider between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., but kind of almost breakfast. I was going to say kind of breakfast. Know, those are my favorites. We don't have like a, a Wawa. We have like some gas stations. At least to my knowledge, we don't have anything close to a Wawa in a way. Wow. I would say that <laughs> some gas stations, at least in my area – have like um different kind of like sub shops or like pedaway attached to them i don't know why that's like a thing like i've seen like no that's super cool yeah like i've seen like pedaways that are just like in like a strip mall but then like all of a sudden pedaway like subway no pedaway is like let me tell you what pedaway is because like game changer 100 percent changed my life so pedaway is like this mediterranean it's almost like, have you heard of, oh, what is it called? Mediterranean 365 or something like that. 
Maybe not. No, just a Michigan thing? I think we're on different. Honestly, I think different that we're planets? on different planets okay. when it comes to like the food around here. We don't have a lot of Mediterranean influence in Florida, oh, um, but I know sense. there's a lot of Mediterranean influence in Michigan. Yes. So. Okay, so Petaway. We got a lot of Cuban influence. Yeah, so Petaway essentially is like this Mediterranean place and you can get like you make your own like pita wrap or you can do like a pita bowl with like the yellow rice. And there's a couple other options besides rice. Like Ooh. you can do fatouche salad and then there's another one. I'm not I can't recall what it is. Um, but so you can go in and they have dark meat. They have white meat, like chicken. Um, they have like your um, like regular like beef that they use for gyros, I think is how you pronounce it. Euros. Oh. I don't know. How do you pronounce it? I don't know. Some people say euro. Euro. I oh think um, I also think euro meat's like a bunch of different meats combined. I think it's like pork and chicken and beef together i think i think euro meat's like a mush of all right well i can't even as far as i know so can't pronounce it i don't even eat it so i guess that's fine um (laughs) but so what i do is if i find like a pita way like that's usually my go-to if i'm on the go and i need something because you can have a little bit more control over what you're getting um, and they have their macros on their website same goes for like a chipotle or like a qdoba except I just feel like Petaway has more flavor and because it's I prefer Mediterranean food. Like a Mediterranean diet is just like across the board I think it's healthier mm, depending olives. on It's like all I ever think of. No, it's like it's good. It's healthy fats, it's usually lean meats besides mm. like the beef. Um and their carb sources aren't bad either. So um It's usually pita. Right. So I would go in and I would usually get um you know, because I track my macros. So depending on like the carbs that I have for the day, I would get a rice bowl. I would do double white chicken. And then I would add any type of veggie that I want on top. Usually I do like um, beets, uh, chickpeas. I'll do cucumbers. It's just, it's so good. And a lot of their food is fermented. So that's a lot of good, um, that's like good gut food, right? So I usually try Mm -hmm. to get like the the cabbage that they have that's like fermented and it's like yellow i don't know the actual name that they call it um i'll put hummus on it i was thinking kimchi is kimchi is kimchi they don't have that surprisingly i don't know if that's like a yeah i don't know kimchi is like an asian version of fermented cabbage that's probably why they don't have it it's like the same thing but it's different like cultures okay but i also just called it kimchi which is not what it is not cheese not cheese but that's okay um Mm And yeah, so like that's what I would get if I had to like do something on the go. Um, I would just create like a bowl like that because you know the protein's gonna be higher. You just do double chicken, it's grilled chicken, you get white meat, so there's less fat, um, and you're good to go. If I were to go to a grocery store or like stop by like a little market, um, I like to get there's a brand called Boar's Head and it's a deli meat. Yeah. And it's so... That's all we have in Florida. Like, they have a lower sodium. Like, if you're all about watching sodium and stuff, like, they have a lower sodium option for, like, chicken breast, turkey breast. You can get oven roasted, however you want. Um, It comes in all different kinds of... I also have a very, like silly knowledge about uh, Boar's Head because I worked at Publix, which is, like, our grocery store. Sure, Um, They have... Um, almost no fillers. So yeah. a lot of deli meat, if you look at it as like its little flat strip, yeah. um, you'll see there's like these little clear pockets of like um, filler, whatever filler is considered. It's like, um, 
I honestly don't know. It's like when they grind up the meat and they are like making it into like deli meat, like yeah. recombining it. Um, they need stuff to like stick it together. Oh, okay. Which is filler. Um, it's not necessarily unhealthy, but it's not healthy. You're not getting as much meat because there's filler in it. So Boar's Head has like a way that they make their I don't want to use the term like meat chunk. Mm-hmm. Like before they slice it through, um, they have a different way of doing it than other companies where they don't use any fillers or nitrates or nitrites. And you can tell so they too, are like there's a difference in the flavor. It's but like it shreds like chicken. Yeah. So like if you get their deli meat, like that's all we get like at our house. When you get their deli meat, you can't like really peel it apart like a flap. Yeah. It kind of just shreds. Yep. Which is annoying, but at the same time you can tell that it's not like there's no none of that like holographic like coating on it i don't know if you've ever noticed that on like deli meat before but it's like this green shiny holographic coating none yeah we uh, we live and die by deli meat here in this house it's we honestly deli meat no but it's like if you can't cook like if or if you're busy and you need a way to get your protein source in it's just it's an option and then knowing how to navigate the whole deli meat world i guess you could put it is like really Mm -hmm. helpful because a lot of the brands like the oscar meyer brands or like um there's another brand that i forget the actual name of it it might be like a there's like land of frost yeah and then there's one that has like it says nature across the front and it's supposed to be no antibiotics and all this crap oh i think it's hormel but i think it's their like natural yeah natural line um um, so Applegate is the one on the opposite side. That's a really good one. I was just going to say, that's my other go-to. If I can't find boar's head, I'll get Applegate. Um, and I have a lot mm-hmm. of my clients because they like to do the deli meat option or a lot of my clients like to like, they're not lactose intolerant and they can have dairy. So they like to do cheese. So I'll say, um, I'll recommend like the Applegate. I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming boar's head probably has cheese too, right? Oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like not. They don't. Their cheese has no RBST in it. I really, um, for the life of me, can't think of what RBST is right now. I'm gonna Google it. Um, yeah. So I'll have. I know that it's a it's a good thing not to have in yeah food. Well, I'll have like clients use Applegate deli meat or Boar's Head deli meat, and then Applegate cheese. And now we know there's Boar Boar's Head cheese, so you guys could use Boar's Head cheese as well. Um, oh, so RBST is recombinant bovine growth hormone or well that's the gh part of it and then the rbst is recombinant bovine somatotropin um so it is a growth hormone it is a peptide hormone produced by cow's pituitary glands like other hormones it is produced in small quantities and is used in regulating metabolic processes so i guess they take all the hormones out of the cheese i don't really know how that could be negatively affecting your body but yeah it ain't got none of that in it it might disrupt your cool. actual hormones <laughs> i would assume yeah I don't know. people always um use that as the the anivar excuse in professional sports that they got their anivar from pork sources because they give anivar to mm-hmm. pork and bovine um touching back on chipotle yeah um real quick chipotle is by far my favorite like restaurant to eat out at again you said the control over your food is enormous you are telling them what to put in your food um the macros that are listed on their website are pretty close to what you are actually getting um 
you do have to bear in mind that, like, your homie at Chipotle who's giving you, like, four scoops of chicken versus the person that hates you giving you, like, one scoop of chicken, you might not be getting, like, the same amount of protein. But, like, my rule of thumb at any restaurant like that is just ask for double protein. Like, pay the four extra dollars. It is way, way more worth it to know that you're getting more protein versus – like more carbs or more fat. Mm-hmm. I, Lexi and I will sit there because we go every week. We go either on Tuesdays or Wednesdays and like we're very like fre- we're, f- we're frequent qu- customers to our Chipotle. Yeah. We'll listen to the amount of people who get double rice and double beans and like either no protein, like no protein sources yeah. or just regular proteins and it just, it blows my mind. Or they think that they're getting like, protein turn around and be like, from the beans. They, it's more filling. Yeah. Because like, Carbs are, like, 10 times more rice is more filling than, like, two times more protein. But at the same time, like, protein is very satiating. Like, if you just eat – I don't think that people understand that. Also, I think it's free double rice and double beans. Yeah. And it costs money. And also, if you didn't know this, their steak is leaner than their chicken. I had – Which is very strange to me. Do they use a dark meat chicken? I'm confused. I don't know. I think it's just how they do their chicken because I think they marinate it in, like, olive oil oh. or marinate it in some sort of oil. Um, and they also, I think, only use, like, like skirt – not skirt steak. Strip steak? It's, like, a leaner steak. Yeah. So you can end up eating more steak than – I don't know. I'm always double steak. I get the same thing every time, double steak. Um, I can't have a lot of beans because it fucks up my stomach. So, like – Really, 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 really light black beans. And I get all of my, like, toppings on the side, except for one time a lady told me that I couldn't get cheese on the side. And I had, like, a – not a meltdown, but I was very mad. Um, because then you can physically control yeah. what you put on your – because I can't have a ton of dairy um, as much as I ignore that fact all the time and just suffer anyway. Yeah. Um, the portion cups that they give to you on the side are exactly four ounces. So if you get a side at Chipotle, and it's it's kind of the same rule of thumb at any to-go restaurant. Those little clear ones with the lid, if you flip it over on the bottom, it says four ounces. So that's also like a, a helpful way to like track how much you're actually putting on your food. Because I mean like they just scoop shit all over the place and like you can't really tell how much, especially like a newer person to dieting or tracking, you can't tell how much like a spoonful is. Um, but if you ask for your sour cream on the side – and it fills that whole four-ounce cup up, at least you can kind of use math in your brain. So if you put half of that amount on to your bowl, that's two ounces. So logging it becomes a little bit easier and a little less stressful. Same with cheese. They give you a four-ounce cup of cheese. You use half of it or all of it. I don't know how much you want to begin ball out on cheese. Same with guacamole because they'll put a ton of guacamole on your bowl if you just order it that way. Um, and that's kind of like another, like one of those like misconceptions about health is like people think guacamole is like the healthier option to, um, like sour cream or cheese. And yes, to like one tiny certain extent, like avocados are going to have more micronutrients in it. It's going to have higher fiber, but the fat content is going to be virtually the same. Yeah. Unless you really can't have any dairy and you're trying to substitute it with guacamole. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming to my Chipotle TED talk everyone i think that was very helpful That's how you do it i only have one but i mean question. if you are out at like oh yeah i'm ready for it do you get rice or do you do a wrap or like a burrito 
I always get rice. So um, I don't know where he uh, stole it from, but Ryan taught us how to get a bowl with a tortilla at the bottom and then your rice and all the other stuff on top. Mm -hmm. And then when you are done eating what is the contents of your bowl pretty much, you can wrap the rest of it. So say you eat half the bowl. Mm -hmm. Then you wrap the rest of it up in the burrito wrap Mm -hmm. and then you eat the burrito. So you have two items, essentially. If you're not a person who can finish a Chipotle bowl, which, like, I have very few friends who can't finish a Chipotle bowl, Mm -hmm. um, then you have two meals. Yeah. You just wrap up that burrito, and then you have it for later on. So all you people out there who want to just try to skirt the system, the tortilla is always free. So it's better than getting it on the side because then you have to scoop everything out of the bowl and put it into the tortilla. This way it just kind of lives in the tortilla already. Um, yeah, that's my <laughs> other Chipotle hack. No, I'm always a bowl person or a salad person. Okay. But sometimes they don't have salad. Sometimes they're out of lettuce a lot because they are like very particular about the lettuce that they get. So if their lettuce comes in gross, they won't serve it. I mean, I guess that's kind of nice though. Yeah. Cause then you're not getting jank lettuce. No, we have like a Chipotle, uh, I don't want to say like a narc, but like one of our very good friends worked at a Chipotle for like many, many years. So he tells us all the secrets. Hmm. And I mean, that's not really like a bad secret. Um, But yeah. But like throughout the week, um, I very, again, like I said, we do our Chipotle once a week, but I very rarely eat out. Um, But I used to have to eat out a lot when I traveled a ton for my old job. Yeah. Um, But I use the same kind of like rules of thumb. If you're at a restaurant, order double protein if you can. Like, it just – because when you get, like, um, this happened to me actually very recently. We went to a restaurant after our CrossFit competition, and I just wanted, like, fish and rice because, like, I don't know, I just wanted it. And my fish, like, I kid you not, was, like, less than three ounces. It was, like, this big. And, like, in South Florida, like, most restaurants that are seafood restaurants will give you a ton right. of fish. Um, But that was, like, the most recent time that I was, like, oh. Well, now I got to order like a whole other half of a meal because this little bit of fish after my nine plus hours of fitness today is not going to cut it. Yeah. So just note to self, just order double protein wherever you go. That little um, serving cup rule also helps. Lots of restaurants, especially, um, I don't want to say like Mexican restaurants, but they always have those like little side cups for like queso and stuff. Yeah. You just ask for an empty one. You can just start filling that bitch with like whatever you want just to like keep track of how much you are eating if you're being very overly conscious about how much you're like if you're like dieting yeah pretty much yeah especially like prep dieting it's very helpful it like helps i mean you can always bring your food places also if you're prep dieting but it also sometimes it doesn't work out like that as much as you want to be prepared Sometimes you forget it in the car and then it gets hot and disgusting. But throughout the week, I don't really um, think too much about eating out. We eat most of our meals at home. I'm a big ground beef and rice person. I don't think I'll ever grow out of how much I love ground beef and rice. It's like the easiest thing to prepare. You don't have to prepare it beforehand. Well, I cook a lot of my rice in the beginning of the week. But you throw seven, eight ounces of ground beef in the pan. takes like five minutes. Chop it up throw it in the bowl with rice and that's um that's about it um but one thing i did want to touch on is like how you feel on (laughs) i don't want to say on low protein like dieting 
with a lower protein diet. I mean, I guess you're not really dieting. You're just like having a lifestyle where you don't consume a lot of protein. I don't know if you've ever been to the point where you weren't hitting your protein or how you felt doing that, but yeah, it's me currently, it's not man. Very fun. It's not very fun. Like, oh, I, no. I think it's because it. I noticed a, a crazy difference. Um, like over the summer, probably because they had more time, I was able to, um, like make breakfast for myself in the morning. I could prep chicken throughout the week or whatever. Um, I could actually make fresh meals. Like that the day of if i wanted a certain type of lunch i could just like grill up some chicken because i was just working from home i could just do it um but then once school started my schedule changed um and now like gosh i like struggle to even get breakfast i don't don't think i eat until maybe like 10 11 and i'm up by like 5 36 in the morning so um i started doing pre-made protein shakes um in the morning just to get some type of protein in um but i definitely noticed a difference with it i mean i guess it just really goes to show that like you can easily hit carbs and fats because of like how low protein is in like your meals that are like on the go because i have no issue hitting my fat my uh, carbs for the day but my protein i'm always like 20 to 30 grams under um at least like more recently but i noticed like how that affects just like the smallest amount which is so crazy to think about but just the smallest amount of protein that i'm under and like training is hindered progress in general just like i can't I'm having a hard time lifting heavier and like making those types of gains or like progress. And I'm sure that might have something to do with the fact that like, you know, I'm not, there's other variables to like look into. Like I'm not getting as much sleep. There's stress involved. My body is just under stress mentally and physically. Um, But I've noticed that in the gym, things are slightly different or, um, what's another one um i just feel weaker in general um even you feel more sore more often yeah like recovery is like, not there like it used to be yep, that's it for me or i'll feel like i can feel my muscles i like i almost feel like uh how do i want to explain it? i feel like when i'm meeting my protein my body feels like tight and right if that makes any sense yeah like, I like if that I, like if I yeah no but seriously like my muscles are recovering I feel like tight and right like I don't know I feel lean I feel fine but then when I'm not meeting not meeting protein and it's all carbs and fats and there's still some protein there but like like I said I'm under also gives you like kind of like low energy availability yeah energy is low and I just feel kind of flabby super tired yeah and stuff it's really it's so interesting to to know and like digestion is off a little bit, um, which I could see that being because of the fact that, I mean, I don't know how much this would stand to be true, but if you're not getting enough amino acids, especially essential amino acids, then I'm sure my gut health right now is probably not the best because my body doesn't have what it needs to function for like my cells to function optimally 
Ooh, how do you track your fiber? Uh, we will talk about fiber on another episode, but I also feel like it's like very important to talk about all the time. Okay. Do you track your fiber slash how do you track your fiber slash how much are you trying to get in a day? Yeah, so I'll track my fiber through my fitness pal, which I was using my macros plus, but I got a new iPhone. Yeah, welcome to the dark side. So I got a new okay, well here's the thing. I got a new phone, couldn't remember my gosh dang login to this dang app. So I'm like, I guess I'll just go with my fitness pal. Um because I didn't want to have to like preset everything all over again. It just would have been would have been silly. I don't know. So I got I will I will never not use my fitness pal. So okay, so I got my fitness pal. I didn't pay for uh, what is it premium or whatever. I just use it. You don't have to. Okay. Yeah, until you're like prep dieting. Yeah. So I have been using that. I notice when I'm not. I usually my goal is like I think it's like twenty five thirty grams of fiber. Which I think that's good. That's pretty ideal for a female. That's pretty average for like yeah, yeah, female and like height range, weight range, and all that other stuff. I think that's like a good. I think men are like forty to fifty. So I think actually, I honestly don't know. I don't train a lot of men. Well, I think that it also depends on. And hear me out. I might be going off on a whim here, but I've noticed even clients that are um, like my height, my size, like my weight do better with more fiber than me or some do absolutely some do better with less and i think it all depends keeps on, everything moving right and i think it depends on like um internally what's going on because like there will be times where i used to have really bad it was like undiagnosed but i'm pretty sure i had like ibs type issues um growing up as mm-hmm. a kid and it took me i don't know how long i think i was like 18 or 19 when I first took out like gluten and dairy to see if that would like help be an issue or help solve the issue um and it did for the most part but then I started realizing that my like flare-ups would come from when I was under a lot of stress or if there was a drastic shift in what I was eating so I started taking magnesium citrate at night and then which by the way if you start taking that um the dosage is like very different for each individual um now i i work with a registered dietitian so i did it under her guidance and i gosh i think i take like it's over a thousand milligrams of magnesium which for most people that's like a a lot but because too much it's like i think the reason that i can take that much is because of the fact that um how much stress my gut is under because I'm just a very anxious, stressful person, which it sounds weird to like link that together, but like that's what I that's what No 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 your brain affects your gut. It you totally does. Brain. So I was like, okay, well, I came to this conclusion that I'm like, if I'm always stressed, I'm constantly living in like a fight or flight response state, no wonder my digestion is thrown off. So I like combined like let's add magnesium into it so I can like relieve stress. And then also let's start tracking fiber a little bit better. And like both of those combos together have helped when it comes to digestion, everything under the sun. Um, I was going to say something else, but I think I forgot. It's funny because like with people with IBS, because I've done a lot of like, I don't want to say research. I've done a lot of like looking stuff up. Yeah. Research is never the right term for that one. 
Um, IBS is such like an overbridging term that people are diagnosed with at this point that it's like hard to like pinpoint what affects people because sometimes it's too high a fiber can cause Mm -hmm. IBS and too low a fiber can cause IBS right in the middle cause IBS. It's, um, it's just like a very unfortunate term that isn't broken down further. Like it's irritable bowel syndrome. Everybody's bowels are kind of irritable, um, or like suffer from irritation, but I guess everybody would just kind of have to like play around a bit, Trial but and error, man. a good goal would always be between 25 and 30, uh, grams per day. Um, but yeah, we'll do like a whole, we have like a whole fiber and gut health podcast coming up party people but we're also rounding out the time to about an hour right now we thought this was gonna be a very short yeah i was like um, maybe 35 minutes podcast yeah but i feel like i can i don't know i can just talk about like food a lot i think i can even though it might not stay on track i can definitely talk about food for a long time i want to check this little note and see if we have anything that we wanted to talk to that we didn't I think the only thing that i mean it's not really our place to really say maybe just like a little disclaimer that we're not um doctors so Mm-mm. we just like to talk about our take ex- everything that we say <laughs> with a grain of salt right we're just kind of talking like, through don't go out and only buy boar's head meat and hard-boiled eggs because that's what we said to do you gotta make sure that you're eating to something i don't know your own standards of what you need yeah because i feel um, like but yeah there's a lot of there can be um the argument of too high of a protein diet can affect or like cause like kidney issues um and that is where yeah we can that one's um end things here because i feel like that's totally out of our scope of practice um but just like i guess as like a disclaimer that talk to your doctor talk to your doctor if it is something where you have talk to your coach yeah like kidney health issues whether it be like with you or like family medical history type stuff um don't just up your protein i mean i want to tell you to up your protein but from a legal standpoint talk to your doctor and before health yeah talk to your doctor before you just go up in your protein if you have any of those issues um yeah and make sure it's balanced don't only you can't really survive on only protein i know there's a few people out there who say that you can but you can't we'll touch more on that when we do the rest of the macros and we break everything down carbs and fats coming up then supplements and gut health and i think that was all that we have planned for right now um but if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about or hear a lot of the things that we decide to talk about come from you folks out there um, when we ask the Instagram questions. But if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, you should. And that's pretty much all this that is we your have sign. for today. This is your sign. This is your sign. If you don't follow us on Instagram, head over there. I would just run over there, actually. And if you don't, like, if you're not a part of our community Facebook group, you should also do that, too, because I feel like we post so much Yeah, I stuff. accept everybody. I'm the admin. So Jimmy will accept Unless you. Unless you, there's three questions that you have to answer uh, to get in the group, and is if you follow Gifted Performance on Instagram, YouTube, and have you been to the Gifted Performance website? 
So. The answer no to all of those questions. Unfortunately, I don't know what you're doing in the group or why you want to be in the group. Um, but as long as you answer yes to one of those questions, we are good in the hood. We can be friends. And you guys can come stay with us in our very cool Airbnb when it is time for NPC Nationals. Shout out to anyone who's going. We would like to get at least 20 people in our Airbnb so it could be like a meetup. Very fun. Okay. Yeah. Check out our page for all the info. And then next time we will be talking about carbs. So I have carb questions. Anyone has any questions about what they are? We'll add those into our topics of discussion. But other than that, you guys have a good week, weekend, whenever you guys are listening to this. So peace out. Bye, everyone.